Let me tell you something, brother. Me and the 28-inch boa constrictors dude here at Castle Hulkula want to give a special shout-out to our main man, Otto the Great Gregarison. I'm sorry if I butchered your name, dude, but I just want to say thank you for being a gym. Oh, yeah. Hey ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Genesis Gems, episode 60. We're going to be covering Mercs today. I am one of the co-hosts, Nick Stevens, and with me this time is... Aaron. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's just Aaron, the man. The myth. How you been, Aaron? <laughs> uh, the myth. The legend. Uh, man, I'm doing pretty good. You know, just got my kids to bed, uh, mostly. I hear one of them talking, but uh, yeah, otherwise, uh, life has been going pretty good. Uh, shoot. Since the last time we recorded, um, got to release some new music, some new Sega Genesis yeah. music. Yeah, excited about that. So that was a uh, Chip Tunes equals Win Volume Six, fifty-one tracks of music, and uh, awesome. Yeah, my track with Chain Reaction is out there in the wild, and uh, how you guys can hear it. So cool. Yeah, it's definitely a good track. We'll uh, be posting that. Um, any information we can get from that, we'll be posting on the show notes. Your music, yeah. So we'll be putting all the new Dio music on our show notes. Really looking forward to that. We'll be talking about that a little bit later in Sega Snippets. But uh, yeah, as far as uh, my kids go, man, uh, I think I texted you last night. We were going to record last night, but uh, we were out late partying with a family, <laughs> family friends of ours. Uh, my kids were up way late. They didn't get to sleep till like midnight last night, so they passed out tonight, which was kind of good. Uh, about nine o'clock, they were gone, um, so <laughs> made it easy on me. I know the kids are not always easy to get to bed, but with school coming up now, uh, they usually get to bed eight thirty, nine o'clock. So works well for me. Awesome. Well, hey, <laughs> you had fun anyway, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. But uh, yeah, Genesis Gems, guys. If you'd like to check us out on the web, you can check us out on our website at www.genesisgemspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash genesisgemspodcast. Join our group at facebook.com slash group slash genesisgems. Send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gengems. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. And we are part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. A few little pieces of listener business. I want to send a huge thank you to two new patrons. Uh, We had Ross Beck and Brett Hill just started to donate uh, $1 a month, so thank you guys both so much for that. Um, couldn't say thank you anymore. It's just it's getting us closer and closer to our goals, so we appreciate that. And I uh, do have a really cool email here from uh, Tim McGowan. Now, he just uh, found our uh, podcast not too long ago. He's uh, catching up on the backlog. I think uh, he listened to the Bubsy show, and then he went back and listened to episode one. Now he said he's on NBA Jam, which I thought was real cool. But he... Uh, sent us a real cool email about Bubsy I thought was was neat and says it's kind of from a different perspective so I wanted to read that real quick Uh, this is from Tim he says uh, hey uh, says recently discovered the show I finished up to episode 9 Beyond Oasis but having the uh, but having the latest Bubsy I had to skip ahead 
Bubsy is a game that will always have a place with me. I love the soundtrack, the title theme still gets stuck in my head. Game-wise, I played it a lot growing up. Good platformer even if it gets even if it gets frustrating. Graphics are colorful and clean. Sprites are animated very well and controls are pretty solid. Without a doubt a gem to me. And saying that, the game can be difficult. But the music, awesome catchphrases, and level puns keep me coming back. I could say more, but I'm horrible with emails. Thanks guys, keep it up and awesome. Um, and it's awesome to support the retro community. Tim McGowan. So Tim, thank you for that email. I actually asked him if it was okay if we read that on the show. And he said absolutely. So definitely appreciate that feedback. Uh, if anyone else would like to email us, please send us an email at genesisgymspodcast.gmail.com. Uh, I know we have a lot of uh, feedback on our Facebook page, but I uh, definitely enjoy getting those emails as well. So, uh, guys, with that, let's go right into Sega Snippets. Tap one, two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. And uh, as a part of Sega Snippets, I mentioned to Aaron earlier, I'd love for him just to kind of go full blast into his music world right now he's got a lot of real cool stuff going on perfect place for aaron to uh, promote his stuff because it is our podcast and we can do that so yeah <laughs> go right for it aaron awesome uh yeah so first of all i already mentioned it but uh chiptunes equals win volume six we had a release party uh pretty recently um where we basically they played all the tracks and including mine uh which was a sega genesis song uh with my buddy chain reaction and you can actually go over to bandcamp.com. Um, it's chiptunes equal win. And you'll find the song uh, Lydia on the latest release. And uh, where, where, I forgot. Were we going to play it on the show or not? Yeah, we'll absolutely play that. Um, we'll stick it in right now, actually. Yeah. This is a song, Lydia, by Daya and Chain Reaction. Is that That's right? That's right. Yeah, great song. I've listened to it two or three times. Can't get enough of it, so I hope you guys enjoy that. We're going to drop that right here.
So yeah, hope you all enjoyed that song. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah, I was kind of in a genty mood. <laughs> well, <laughs> near, the near the end there, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't know what gent is. Uh, well, that's uh, definitely something that both uh, Nick and I enjoy. It's a, it's a more recent style of uh, rock or metal, I guess, that kind of yeah. emphasizes uh, these short staccato rhythms. Uh, but it's really cool. DJ E E. E ah D J E N T, that's gent. It's kind of one of those terms. It sounds like what it is. Exactly, I'm made famous by uh, Meshuga, yeah, guitar player over there. So I'm not really a Meshuga fan. Me believe neither. It or not. I think uh, I listened I to love, him a little bit I in love high the, uh, school, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a little crazy. But I, I like all the. Uh, I, I like everyone who was influenced by Meshuga, so I respect the guys. Not a big fan of them exactly, but uh, I love the band like uh, per- Periphery. Um, who else is there? There's Tesseract, great gent band. Um, Ten, uh, all kinds of Twelve foot ninja. <laughs> Twelve foot ninja, absolutely. Those guys rule. Uh, but yeah, uh, so besides that, shoot, that same weekend that kind of carried over. So this was all hosted on GeekBeatRadio.com, uh, and uh, I I worked with Rob, who runs that. Uh, that online radio station and he did a I think it was about shoot maybe about 60 hours <laughs> of chiptune <laughs> uh, chiptune music thousand artists thousand chiptunes uh, all weekend and I helped him out throughout it was uh, last weekend actually and uh, helped him out with that and made sure he, he got to take some naps <laughs> filled in a bit <laughs> so that was a really cool experience and and nick was like you're not leaving me right and i'm like no still gonna do genesis gems i promise i'm like don't go get famous on me no. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's it's exciting stuff and i'm sure you know there's there's definitely plenty of music for everybody out there if, if you like chiptune if you like uh nerdcore uh, which is like hip <laughs> hip hop with a, a nerdy edge to it, and anything nerdy basically um, get to play it on there. And there's cool interviews and things. We got to talk to people all across the world, so it was pretty awesome. Um, otherwise, in Genesis developments, music-wise, uh, so I've still got the Sega Genesis music. It's the YM 2017. Uh, cart that will be releasing pretty soon. Pre-orders are still going on for about another week, so if you listen to this episode, I think there's still time if you want to pre-order a cart. I've got a song on there as well. I'm super excited about. And I think once I get a hold of my cartridge, I'll probably do some sort of video on Genesis Gem so you guys can check it out. But, yeah, that's um, whew, that's about enough <laughs> shameless self-promotion for me. I did want to mention the fact that I finally got to play Sonic Mania. Yeah. And I was at my buddy Jesse's, and it was amazing. Uh, we're we're going to do a uh, Patreon episode on this and talk all about the game there. But just without spoiling, oh, man, I haven't had an experience with a, quote, new Sonic game um, quite like this ever. And I'm so glad you feel that way as well, because I was I was a little afraid the hype was kind of overshadowing my uh, <laughs> my love for this game. Well, like like Aaron mentioned, we'll be recording that episode pretty soon with uh, Mike Kelso from Two Dudes. But I am loving this game. I've almost at the point where I've beat it for the first run through, 
I think I've got like uh, two more zones left. Yeah, I'm on a lava reef zone, and there's uh, two more zones after that, which is really cool. But the boss battles are awesome. There's some cool surprises that we won't spoil here, and we won't spoil on our Patreon without warning you. <laughs> some real cool stuff that came up in the uh, boss battles that I just thought were epic. I actually stopped playing it and was like texting like three or four people like, Did you see this? Did you see this? <laughs> so I haven't actually had that much fun with a Sonic game in a long time. So again, I hope my uh, hype isn't over, you know, the hype for this isn't overshadowing. Uh, you know, kind of filtering out the bad, but I thought this game was wonderful. We'll talk about it again, but um, I've, I've been playing it on the Nintendo Switch as well. Um, I'm going to beat it with Sonic. I'm going to go back and beat it with Knuckles and Tails. I'm going to try to get all... I'm just going to try to complete this game completely. Um, can't wait, because I'm having a blast with it. I've been replaying levels with my kids, because they have their own profiles on the Switch as well. So, very excited. Make sure you all go check out our Patreon. It's a great segue into that as well, because you won't be able to listen to that on this feed. We'll be doing that on Patreon ex- uh, exclusively. And we're also going to be giving away the game on the Switch. Um, my uh, pre-order didn't come through in time, and I was upset, so I went ahead and bought it on the uh, eShop. And when I got my pre-order in a couple days later, I have a, f- a code that we're going to give away. So, if you want to win that, make sure you go to patreon.com slash genesisgems. Uh, donate at least a dollar and then send us a message or comment on our page saying that you would like to uh, be entered into the contest so we have a chance to win we'll be pulling that uh, winner live on the show so you only have a few more days to do that um i'm hoping to get this podcast out a day or two before that happens so make sure you go check that out immediately after you hear this so absolutely sonic mania can't wait to cover it i'm glad you got to play it aaron because i was getting a little worried that you wouldn't get to play it before (laughs) we covered it i know then i would just be speculating (laughs) we'd still have you on (laughs) <laughs> I know so. it, would, it would still be kind of sad though just like yeah that sounds great guys <laughs> uh, as far as anything else Sega Snippet goes I did want to throw in here um, I'll get the links because I don't have it memorized I should have added it to the notes but uh, I've been a little bit more active doing some videos uh, I've done two since I got my new webcam I did a playthrough of Mercs I'm hoping to do that again uh, for our next game we cover I want to try to start doing that from now on just kind of doing like a little quick uh, playthrough little uh, commentary on that and I also did an unboxing of the Sonic Mania Collector's Edition but uh, that is on our YouTube channel I'll post a YouTube uh, link to our show notes hopefully in the next show or so I'll actually be able to memorize the YouTube uh, channel link because I don't have that right now but I don't have a lot of views yet um, I definitely want to keep this going uh, so I want to make sure you all enjoy it if you don't enjoy these videos let me know because it takes a little bit of time a little bit of effort to do these so want to make sure that gets out to you guys as well. And uh, if you have any you know, comments or suggestions of what you'd like to see, if you just want to see uh, me goof around and play on games, that's cool. Uh, I think Aaron and I are eventually going to start doing some co-op when we get a chance one of these days. I'm not real uh, techno- technologically, I can't say the word, inclined to do that. So Aaron will have to hold my hand through <laughs> how to hook that up and play some co-op games on here one of these days. Maybe we can do some cool live streams. So. Yeah, that would be cool. I guess we can just flow right into the next segment. You have your questions up? Uh, yes, sir. I'm pulling it up right oh. now. Here it is. Well, that's a perfect time to ask Aaron. Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions. It's okay. And he will answer them if he wants to. All right. So on this edition of Ask Aaron, it's episode 60, guys. Yeah. How many episodes have we been doing Ask Aaron for now? I think it's been at least, shoot, 30? I don't know. It's been been quite a while. We've been doing it for quite a bit now. Uh, Maybe maybe we can't give you a a prize, but if uh, someone wants to figure out what episode we started doing Ask Aaron on, um, I will definitely give you a shout-out. 
(laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a plan to me. That's right. Okay, so let's see here. All right, first question. Got to make the text bigger because I'm getting old. (laughs) So Ian McGarry asks, if you could make a best of Sonic game choosing from any zones from the Genesis games, what would it be? Maximum of seven zones only. Uh, zone 1, Green Hill. Zone 2, Casino Night. So what is love? That's kind of a <laughs> two-parter question. Um, love is Sonic Mania. That's all I got to say. Uh, a best of Sonic game. You know, I kind of feel like that's what Sonic Mania is. I, yeah. I think maybe um, I might incorporate one or two more of the stages from the Sega CD game. Um I'm kind of glad they didn't include Marble Fall Zone because that, that's like my least favorite <laughs> stage. <laughs> I just don't like lava, okay? Uh, but I, I kind of liked how they, they, they did it on this one. And, and um, even though I think they included like a Oil Ocean Zone, which isn't like the best zone, they, they really made it a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Now that it, with the fire... Um because oil oceans in was a Sonic too, right? Yeah. So like when you when you have the fire power up, all the oil like explodes. <laughs> it's really stinking cool. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler. Uh, but yeah, I, it's <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to think like what would be the perfect zones. Um, without just saying go play Sonic Mania, because <laughs> it's kind of like rewired my brain now uh, for that question. So. I would say incorporating at least one zone from the, the Game Gear Master System game. That's had some pretty cool, cool level designs. I like the mine carts and, and some of the other things that happen. Um, so, let's see. Evan Nixon um, asks, if your house was on fire and you could only save one Genesis game, what would it be? Uh, after you save your family, of course. Um, you know... <laughs> If I had to save one Genesis game, this is the most unlikely scenario. But, uh, you know, considering, like, I, I'm trying to remember if I really have any Sega games right now. I think I sold a bunch of them. And I maybe have a handful of titles, if that. Uh, so Ross Beck gave, gave mm, you and I something kind of one of a kind uh, which is pretty neat oh, which yeah. is um, a, a Mortal Kombat 2 hack so I'd probably run out of the, the house with that because that's kind of a unique item the other stuff is easy to to buy again I don't have anything super expensive on the Genesis I, I, if what you're trying to get at is like what game would I really want to play again um, it would probably be like a Shining Force 2 uh, or Starflight or something like that and uh, let's see here. Or you know what? You could look at our rankings, and you, you could find the answer that way. <laughs> GenesisGems.com. Okay, so Andrew Coed asks, were there any Genesis games that you were excited to play only for it never to see the light of day, uh, a la Half-Life 3? It's not in the preview coverage back then, uh, nor know of many canceled, unreleased games. Oh shoot! I'm trying to think for the Genesis. Um, if there were really that many unreleased games, uh, I would have really liked to have played that Fire Pro game 
that where oh, the yeah. prototype surfaced recently, which was uh, the one starring uh, Jesse Ventura. Yeah, I would definitely have liked to see that come out. And there was, I think, there was at least maybe a preview of that at some point, but I'm not sure. Um, I know Golden Axe Three and Mega Man Wily Wars uh, made it on the Sega Channel, but were never released in cartridge form. So there's definitely games like that which would have been cool to see an actual physical release um, of those games. Um, I think there was a translation of Rent a Hero Plan. There were some Japanese games um, that I kind of wish would have made it out over here. But much more so than um, games that just never really got released. There was a Vector Man reboot planned much later, but that was, I think, for Xbox. But, oh, here's one I thought of. Um, so, it was Toe Jam and Earl 2 was being programmed to be much more like the first game. And then Sega asked them to scrap it and start with a, a, a platforming game. So, hey, I would like to have seen what that game was like. So, there you go. <laughs> um, on to our next one. So, Timmy Mac asks, what's your feeling on save states and retro gaming? Apologize if you've answered this. Catching up on and just finishing episode 10. Uh, I have no problem with it. As someone who has kids and often has to divert his attention. <laughs> like, you know, Nick does a great job of, of seamless editing. But I literally just had to step away from the segment to go make sure my <laughs> kids were asleep. And when it comes to gaming, it's often the same thing. Where I, I really don't have that certainty that when I put the controller down... I'm going to be able to come back and it'll be in the same spot. So save states are wonderful for that. And yeah, I'm all about getting through a game on skill alone. But sometimes you just, it, it's convenient to be able to save wherever you want. Um, I've gotten to the point where I don't play games as much to go as a testament to, well, how good am I at this game? Yeah, I mean, that happens sometimes. You want to see if you can beat a game without having to use a save state. But if I'm doing a game for the podcast and I literally hit a brick wall after a while, a save state might help. Or if it's a game where there's just not a lot of saving involved or your save points are few and far between. Or it's a password-based game. So many... It's crazy how many more games on the Sega Genesis are password-based versus the Super Nintendo. It just seemed like uh, a lot of companies just kind of cheaped out, which is unfortunate. But that's, yeah. that's just kind of how it went. So there's so many more games that are password-based. And if you're like me, you really don't like entering long passwords. So, yeah. I'm definitely pro-save state. Like when uh, <laughs> Sega released the Sonic uh, collection. And the, it's like the Sonic Sega Genesis collection. Uh, Mega Drive collection. That sort of thing. They yeah. had save states, and I was more than happy about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it can kind of cheapen certain games, but you know, you just have to go on the honor system if you're trying to do a run of the game without using one. That's how it goes, I guess. So, Ross Beck, good buddy Ross, asks With the new Night Trap being released tomorrow, which retro FMV game would you like to see remastered next? And I might have answered this, I'm not sure, but uh, I would go. With Double Switch. Um, <laughs> just because it's got Arlie Ermey from Full Metal Jacket. 
It's got Corey Haim from everything in the eighties. <laughs> Corey's. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, rest in peace. I guess both of them. I think both of them passed away. Um, and Ross said the obvious choice is Devil Switch, so I'll steal that answer. Uh, if I was gonna <laughs> pick an, an alternate game, I would probably say, uh, I think Ground Zero Texas because it's just so cheesy and fun. <laughs> he said he'd also like to see a VR Mad Dog McCree. I I think so. I, I think a game that would work well with VR is probably the Tex Avery games. Uh, not Tex Avery. Um, I'm trying to think what it's called. Well, I'm thinking Tex Avery, but it's um, I'll, I'll be able to tell you what it is in just a second here. So it's um, Tex Murphy. That's right. There's a whole series of games called the Tex Murphy games that kind of mix in uh, full motion video acting and then these fully 3D explorable environments. So I think that would be perfect for VR. So Daniel Walker asks, War, what is it good for? And then Chris <laughs> Vanderhoff says absolutely nothing. I love it when you guys just mix in these uh, lyrics from songs. <laughs> it reminds me of a, a Seinfeld episode where I think Elaine Bennis actually attributes that quote to Tolstoy. <laughs> like she thinks that the the famous Russian author wrote something like that, and it's just <laughs> kind of hilarious. She didn't realize it was from a song. So Nick Mellon asks, "I'll piggyback on Ross's question. Just wondering what your thoughts on F and B games are in general. They're definitely my guilty pleasure. Uh, for me, they're they're games that I grew up on." just like anything else it was a part of my childhood we had a sega cd we had a ton of fmv games you know at some point i i recognized that most of them weren't quite as good in the general sense but they offered an experience honestly that you really couldn't get anywhere else so it's, it's really hard to fault them for what they were going for what i found those most of them though can be quite simplistic and turn into shooting gallery games. I think those are my least favorite is when it's just like um, an on-rail shooter and then it's a grainy on-rail shooter. Like I never really yeah. liked um, one that comes to mind is uh, um, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Just <laughs> yeah. You die so quickly in that game because it's just they didn't do a great job on it. I don't know what about you nick yeah i mean i i didn't play as many as what i'm hearing the uh, listeners played or what you've played but uh there's definitely a, a po I, i've I mentioned uh fox on a few times on this show <laughs> R- really really enjoyed that on the playstation and uh and it was on the Saturday. It was one of the, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you got peanut butter in my chocolate you got chocolate <laughs> in my peanut butter no, there's some cool lines just some real goofiness that i i really enjoyed at the time and of course i thought that's where games were heading at that time, I mean, that, did that, think that's it was what the it was future like, as kids. Like, yeah, this is going to be yeah. all over the place. We're going to be able to control real human beings. You know, it's it was just kind of that weird feeling. But uh, I don't know. There, there's a, it, I, I never, and and this is probably sad from being on a Sega Genesis podcast, but I've never dove into Night Trap like I've liked to. I, I've, I hear there's such a, you know, a, a, it's one of those games that are just known to be so bad it's good type things and now that they re-released it I kind of want to go and play it now uh, <laughs> and it I, I recommend uh, watching the documentary I think it's My Life in Gaming there's a 
documentary out there about the history of Night Trap that's pretty fascinating and worth checking out. But yeah, the gameplay is fairly simplistic where it's just like you got to be in the right room and listen for clues and uh, trap these uh, toothless vampires, basically. <laughs> uh, so Jackson Sanol, if I'm getting that right, how many licks does it take? Wait a minute. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll, Tootsie Pop? Uh, <laughs> one, two, crunch, three. <laughs> Just like the commercial. That's right. <laughs> George Vosper, buddy from uh, Master System Masterpieces, etc. Uh, <laughs> he said, always sleeping on the job. Hey, that's not a question. He's referring to the picture because it looks like I'm asleep <laughs> at the office. Uh, so Johnny Townsend asks, what other animal do you feel would make a great mascot platforming game? I lean towards the sloth. He'd be like the <laughs> anti-sonic or perhaps an octopus or some some sort of gerbil. So Johnny, if I answer this, then you have to draw it because Johnny is an artist. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah, maybe a, a gerbil. Um, I'm trying to think what other animal that hasn't already been done. There's just so many. You know, we, we've got cats. We've got dogs. We've got... Well, they're usually exotic animals, right? All sorts yeah. of marsupial creatures. You've even got a frog mascot game, like Super we Frog. we got a... a Talking ukulele too, right? That's a new thing. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I can't even give a, a good answer. Maybe uh, a land shark. There you go. What a guinea pig. Has that been done? Yeah. But maybe a shark that just has legs. <laughs> <laughs> like a... Wait, what were those? Uh, is that what those were? The uh, Ninja Turtle ripoffs? Yeah. With the, with the rollerblades and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I had those action figures. <laughs> so Chris, Christopher Kellogg asked, do you remember the new cover sheets on all those TPS reports? Oh, did I remember? You know what? This was a picture was taken about there? 13, 14 years ago. What was that? Did you see that memo? <laughs> TPS? No, I missed it. <laughs> uh, so the answer is yes. Okay, so Jim Jones asked, should Sega remake Streets of Rage? You know what? Yes. <laughs> yes and no. I'd say just get the fans to do it because they're obviously doing a better job. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. The Streets of Rage remake that came out on PC was wonderful. That, it wonderful. was great. And I don't know why Sega shut that down unless they were actually planning on doing something official. I still have it. <laughs> yep. Oops, I just bumped my microphone. Sorry, fans. So... Brian Voss asks, what is your take on gaming emulators? Some older games are just overpriced. I am for them. I've been a propo proponent of emulation, uh, or as Michael Kessel likes to call it, demo mode, for demo mode. many years now. Um, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, there's some. there can be some gray area, but I feel like I buy enough of these collections and things, uh, and there's tons of games that are just not available any other way. I I don't lose any sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for emulation, especially when there's like uh, hacks out there and, and fan translations. I think that's great. Yeah. So Nick DeMarco asks, I can understand you squinting in this pick at the sheer power of Rob Luther and his mighty teeth. Uh, what would be the launch titles for the Dreamcast 2? Wah-ha-ha-ha-ha. Uh, so for the Dreamcast 2, 
Shenmue 3. Yes. Toe and Earl. <laughs> Sonic Mania, obviously. Uh, you've already got a stellar launch lineup right there. and I'll just I'll, I'll leave it at that. Maybe, uh, you know, a, a Freedom Planet. Um, if we want a big 3D game, I guess that new Sonic game, was it Sonic Forces? Yeah, it's a new one coming out. Yeah. That's a pretty sturdy lineup. A, a new Yakuza game in your set. Yeah. So, Chris, I think he... Wait, did he already ask a question? I don't think he did. You kept piggybacking off of other people's questions. So, Chris <laughs> said, you will do anything for love, but you won't do that. What is that? Meatloaf. You know, if, if you listen to that Meatloaf song, he actually explains what he wouldn't do. You just have to read the lyrics. Go to, uh, what is it, genius.com? And they break down the lyrics. <laughs> Check it out, because I've never heard of that. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, so Eric Purcell asks, why are you sleeping on the job again, Aaron? You know, sometimes <laughs> you need a nap. I think it's just because I've been watching a lot of Mad Men, and uh, <laughs> most of that show seems to be ad executives taking a nap in their office <laughs> and getting really drunk. Uh, so Jared asks him, what's love got to do with it? What? Got to do with it. <laughs> oh, you guys are too great. So Stephen Michael asks, Aaron, will Sonic Mania be the revival of Sega? Uh, I don't think Sega really died. I think that they kind of... Uh, I mean, especially since they published Atlas games now, and they had a big hit with Persona 5. So I don't think they ever really went away. But this does bring Sonic back to the prestige it really hasn't had since, say, Sonic Adventure 2. So, yeah, sure, Sega's back. Yeah, and if you go look at Metacritic right now for Sonic Mania, it's it's outstanding. I mean, the the reviews coming in from some of the more picky outlets too that don't rate anything good actually are rating Sonic pretty well right now. So, um, definitely go <laughs> go check that out because I, I think this is a big testament to where hopefully Sega's going. They're giving us the fans what we want. And they're letting a fan who did a lot of the initial ROM hacks in the beginning make the game, which is awesome. So hopefully they continue that suit. Even with the Streets of Rage thing like we were talking about earlier, would love to see that team make a Streets of Rage game under the Sega banner. Yeah, that would, that would be fantastic. And that's kind of what the the Streets of Rage uh, remake was. It kind of, was kind of like Sonic Mania where it was, wasn't it sort of a remix of all three games with all sorts of uh, selectable characters? Yeah, like every character that was, you could play as Adam on the Streets of Rage 2 and 3 levels and, you know, all the good moves were in it and there's a cool storyline behind it and music was good. I mean, it was just, all in all, it was a great game. I kind of wish they would follow suit. I don't know, maybe this, maybe, maybe this is a revival of Sega. Yeah. Maybe it is. I, I like that question. So, finally, Sean Robinson asks, what Sega hardware do you all own? And uh, I can say I currently... Uh, we'll just stick with what I have currently. I've got a Sega Genesis and a Sega Dreamcast. That's literally all I have right now. What about you? Uh, I have a Sega Genesis Model 1 that's modded. Uh, Josh Witt sold me that one. It's got the uh, the uh, audio, stereo audio in the back of it. And then I have a Model 2 that I use mainly for my uh, HD gaming because I have a uh, SCART to HDMI cable that plugs in the back of it. I have a Sega Saturn, I have the Dreamcast, I have a broken Sega CD I have yet to fix, <laughs> I got a uh, 32X, um, and then I also have, 
So I got this at games portable handheld system. Speaking I don't even know. Speaking of at games, <laughs> if you even want to call that a Sega console or not. Yeah, I mean, but I think that's it. Um, yeah. So have you tried that? That was a Sega snippet thing. Um, so you can modify the the ROM. I think that sits on the SD card. Um, there's a technique that some hackers have found uh, that I found out about on Sega Nerds. Yeah, he wrote an article about it. It basically the uh, the clock speed <laughs> whenever at games, and I think uh, Tech Toy was making their knockoff Mega Drives, Sega Genesis consoles. Uh, they set the clock speed wrong, and so this threw the sound off. And apparently, by fixing a few bytes, um, you know, fixing a few things in hex, they were able to get it sounding a lot better uh, it's not perfect but it doesn't it's sound <laughs> nearly as bad yeah I, I haven't done it yet I did see that article and I was much more impressed with the sound than what it is today because usually when I play the little at games handheld device I turn the sound down it's usually a quick fix to play Streets of Rage 3 or something because unfortunately that's one card I don't have at the time I need to get it but I uh, will do things like that just turn the sound down listen to a podcast or something but yeah, I definitely want to look into that. Do you listen to Genesis Gems while you're playing Genesis games? No, unfortunately, I, I usually try not to listen. Your own voice. <laughs> I'm more comfortable with it now, but man, when I first started podcasting back in 2012, I was like, "Ugh, no one's going to listen to that." <laughs> now it's and like, it's man, we got some true. listeners. No, now we got listeners. <laughs> burn, man. Stick burn. <laughs> That's why I got you on this show. Everyone likes your voice. <laughs> you mask mine. <laughs> Uh, it's all good. So that was our last question. You know what? I think Sean cool. actually had another question that wasn't part of Ask Aaron, but I kind of want to get your opinion on the air here. I think he asked, uh, why don't we do yeah. a collection of games for an episode? And I, and I think the answer kind of was, well, you know, we, we tried to devote our time to one game at a time if possible. Um, but you know, it might be something we visit in the future. He was saying for shorter games that, uh, maybe won't, wouldn't need a full episode. Yeah, I, I could, that's definitely something we'll, we'll consider. You know, uh, one of my favorite Sega games, gosh, spoilers, but I uh, like, it's not real in depth, but like flicky love yeah, that game, but there's, there's not, not, there's not a whole lot to talk about, it, yeah. but I love that game. So yeah, maybe that's a, that's a, that's probably a good idea. We'll look into that. And then I saw where, uh, Andrew Coed mentioned, you know, where we've already covered some of like the EA games, you know, don't go into each year, but maybe just talk about what the highlights of each new FIFA game is or what each new Madden game did. So that's a good idea yeah, too. I mean, maybe especially for the sport, would, sport games. It would help us finish the podcast in uh, 20 years instead of 30. <laughs> we're pacing ourselves. We really man. are. Pacing ourselves. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to keep that nostalgia train rolling. That's, that's what. <laughs> Absolutely. I was actually sharing. Uh, we have this new youth minister at our church, and he came in wearing a uh, Mario Kart shirt today. <laughs> and I'm, and I've, known, I've known him for a while, so uh, Dominic, if you're listening to this, Dominic, if you're listening to this, I'm so I uh, I don't share a lot with about my podcast with certain people, but when I saw the Mario Kart shirt, I'm like, all right, I gotta share the podcast love with this guy, and he like immediately subscribed to us. So <laughs> oh, <that was laughs> hopefully fantastic. he's listening. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So yeah, I get new listeners all the time. So I think that's pretty neat. Love and and 
you know, I've, I've sent, I've seen some messages here lately. I'm going to go on a tangent real quick. Uh, emails lately, some uh, Facebook uh, communications with people who've just started listening. And guys, that that's what keeps this thing going. I, I sometimes get a little bogged down trying to organize it all, but when I see messages like, "Hey, thank you all for this. You make my day better." Blah blah blah. That's the kind of stuff that keeps it going for sure. So thank you all so much for the support. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thank you. And thank you for allowing us to keep doing this. We we love yeah. uh, we love doing the show, and we love you guys. And um, keep supporting us. Keeps my collection addiction going on too. That's what people <laughs> are telling us too. They're like, "Man, you guys keep on making me buy more games." <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, because my collect my collecting habits for other systems. As I must hit like rock bottom because the the market's just not there anymore. Right. You can't go to yard sales and flea markets because all the stores in the area have already picked up all the good stuff. But I uh, I still search those Genesis games out. Absolutely. Which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. The days of getting a uh, twenty dollar box of fifty sixty games is way over. Oh yeah, that Sad. bubble. Oh, That's already gone. I met missed it man i had a chance to have all Mega Man games on nintendo for 50 bucks and i'm like nah i can't do that that was about six seven years ago oh <laughs> now man. it's like kicking myself in the head like you idiot but anyways so it was the last ask aaron question that was the last one and nice. uh yeah i think uh what was the other part of that question that sean was asking i think he wondered if we'd ever cover uh prototype or uh there was kind of a, maybe it was a Telenet game. It was, it was something that Sega re- released much later called uh, Sonic Eraser. It was kind of a puzzle game. I forgot what service they released it through, but it's actually, it's got a Sega Genesis ROM. And I was saying stuff like that. Um, I noticed we've been sticking to U.S. released games, but if it's like a ROM hack or it's an unreleased thing or... A, I don't know, I don't know if we'll we'll ever start incorporating like Japanese or European games into the main show. What do you think? Yeah, I think maybe that's more for the Patreon side of it, especially if it's a Japanese or other country game that isn't wasn't a U.S. release. So, like, if they wanted to cover the Wily Wars, maybe that's a Patreon release, something like that. I don't know. But we'll we'll be open, but I I foresee. Anything outside of the uh, U.S. releases being a, more of a Patreon episode? Yeah, I could see that. Especially, you know, games... Um, of course, we're going to cover games that we don't really have uh, memories of because we didn't play them as kids. But, yeah, I mean, that'll happen. But, yeah, stuff where it's like a Japanese game. And it'll be probably be some awesome games we cover. But, yeah, I think we can save that for the Patreon for the most part. And, you know, we're we're flexible, so maybe we'll revisit it in the future if, if enough of you guys are clamoring for it let us know oh yeah well, cool well I think we're good to go to the next section uh, hey Aaron game on game on game on yeah game on Sega Mercs for the Sega Genesis now I do have some memories of this game I didn't play it uh, as a kid it was one of those ones I rented or anything, but I did see it on um, emulation. I always call it my emulation days of like the late 90s, early 2000s when I really got heavy into really studying out the games and finding things. Uh, I was always a real big fan of Guerrilla War, of course Contra, of course Commando, which this game is a uh, successor of. 
And uh, I saw this and I thought, oh, what a perfect game. Some kind of shoot 'em up, you know, top down. Kind of, kind of like a. Uh, I always call it a twin stick shooter without the second twin stick, right? right. <laughs> you don't actually have the, the other uh, button to do a twin stick shoot with. But uh, definitely uh, had good memories of this game. It's uh, it's hard. Uh, I think we already talked about that. We'll get into that more. So it's one of those games that has a lot of play uh, replayability because it is so hard. And every time I play it, I get a little bit further. I remember where I died or what I need to do better next time. So it's definitely one of those games that'll, um, you know, ha- had a lot of good memories in that fact with it. Uh, being a huge fan of Contra like I am, a huge fan of Guerrilla War, a big SNK fan, by the way. But uh, anyways, uh, definitely some good memories in the emulation days for this one. But uh, did you uh, play this at all growing yeah, up? Yeah, I want to say one of my older brothers rented it. Um, and I remember playing it that way when it came out. And yeah, I don't remember there being a lot of games like this. There were on the NES. They were kind of a dime a dozen, you know, with Akari Warriors. And, yeah, yeah, and with Commando. But this definitely felt more 16-bit with the amount of enemies that could be on screen at once. And, yeah, I remember... I definitely remember the first stage when I was a kid, but I don't remember getting that much further in the game because <laughs> it's just so difficult because... Um, spoiler, unless you're playing, like, the uh, original... Uh, I don't know. The original mode gives you like these speed up boots. Do you remember if the speed up boots are in the arcade version? I don't think so. I put that on my list as a original mode kind of exclusive. Right. <laughs> and it wasn't something where and here was a problem. The arcade version is a three player game at once. Uh, but this version of the game is reprogrammed by Sega. Um, a little backstory there. Capcom um, didn't want to fall out of, I guess, Nintendo's good graces, so they said, "Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll let Sega release our games on their system, basically." Uh, so Sega did that. Sega reprogrammed it, added their own original mode to it, and um, I think <laughs> I think it's all better for it. The, the only problem is there's no two-player mode there's no three-player mode it's yeah it's only one that player. was a letdown kind of a it's kind of silly to me and i didn't even realize that so i was playing it and uh, my youngest loves playing genesis games with me i've mentioned that many times and he uh you know daddy can i play i'm like sure buddy i'll just plug in the other controller and i did it i hit reset and by golly there wasn't a two-player mode <laughs> and i thought well, wow i just assumed there was it really shocked me but um yeah you're right yeah it's, it's kind of weird because this is the type of game that just screams for that, uh, you know, run and gun game. But you know, who knows? Maybe, uh, in, in, maybe Sega was still filling out the hardware. And uh, but this was like two years after the system release. And I will say it's a pretty clean-looking game. Everything looks pretty decent for the system. But I think they yeah. could have gotten a second player today. Absolutely. Um. Did want to go into a little bit of the uh, information here. This was, uh, like we said, it was published by Sega, developed by Capcom, ported by Sega, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, it was a successor to Commando. It was released in 91 for the Sega Genesis. Uh, the composer of this game actually has a lot of really cool credits I'm going to go into real quick. Uh, the name is Manamai Matsume, I believe. And uh, some of the notable games that I just wrote down um, that he either, either had a comp- uh, composition or sound design or just some kind of credit to. Uh, recently, more recently, Shovel Knight, which has great music. 
uh, Mighty Number no. Nine, which is also kind of a more retro-inspired game. Uh, good music, bad game. <laughs> and then uh, you can also hear some other uh, Capcom games like Final Fight, You Win Squ Squadron, which I always thought was kind of an underrated shoot 'em up for the Super Nintendo. Uh, Mega Man Two is a huge one that he had some uh, uh, work in. So great resume here. I, I not saying we'll get into the music later. Not saying this music's bad, but I think it uh, doesn't quite hold a candle up to some of these other games I just mentioned. But real cool resume there. And then the uh, real quick on the price that you can get this for right now as of uh, August 20th, 2017. I need to start throwing that in there for people who might listen to this years down the road. Uh, right now, this is going for $14 loose and uh, $30 uh, complete in box. And I got it for $20 off a local friend complete in box. So I got a good deal there. So there you go. Awesome. Did you did you happen to look into the composer here at all? Did you uh, look at some of it, the work? You know what? I didn't. I was watching. Uh, I, I, a playthrough. I think I played the arcade game like once or twice, and uh, I was trying to think if I remembered the composer from anything. But yeah, I mean, definitely stuff like Final Fight. Um, yeah. But when I looked at the credits of the game, um, I saw two people that worked on it. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I thought there was one other person that worked on it. But yeah, Ma the, Manami uh, Matsume is a female composer. Nah, I kept saying he, so there you go. Yeah. I screwed that up. You, you <laughs> have failed. failed. But yeah, she worked on all sorts of cool things. Um, in the, uh, the first Mega Man game, even. The Legendary Wings, Mega Man 2. Uh, all sorts of awesome games. Magic Sword. Um and yeah i think that's awesome yeah. so i i would say overall that the sound it's it's fairly generic but it, it's pumping it's it's i think the music f fits the game it's not yeah, as memorable yeah. as, as say contract is what is but oh, uh yeah i i think the game still has some pretty catchy stuff in it yeah there's there's some good tunes uh I think when you're playing arcade mode, stage two, that, that music was as annoying as all get out. <laughs> just like a, this high pitch. It's like, oh, stop. So there were some, I didn't really hear any of the cat noises per se. <laughs> we'll get to that. But I did hear some tunes that I was not a fan of. But then also there were some cool tunes. I did like some of the boss uh, music that came in as you were getting ready to go into some of the uh, crazy helicopter bosses and tank bosses. I thought there was, there was just a good change of pace, good kind of kind of panicky music i like that um definitely like the change of pace there but yeah nothing very memorable it's nothing i'm going to go download and listen to in the car on the way to work or anything but uh, it, it did adjust yeah i would say it was fairly solid but uh something about this game too i, I, I kind of took a screenshot and, and pasted it into my notes here um you can tell this is one of those arcade cabinets that kind of had the uh <laughs> i don't know how to explain this screen but it was more of a long kind of vertical screen so when they ported it over to the Genesis, they took the rest of the screen to make it more like the square, uh, the 4-3 <laughs> ratio, yeah. and added added all your kind of stats on the side, like your score and how many lives you have left and uh, weapons and things like that. So uh, if you remember how Contra was in the arcade, it was that kind of tall uh, view instead of the uh, kind of more widescreen or 4-3 four, four, as you would be used to. So I thought that was kind of interesting. When you look at that, because on the arcade, all your stats and all your life are actually on that longer screen. So to accommodate for the Genesis and for uh, other ports on home consoles, they did that. Interesting. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. Uh, and I think uh, Gauntlet 4 did the same thing. I think uh, Raiden did that too. A lot of arcade yeah, games kind of did that. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. And it's funny because, you know, going back to Contra, I, I played Contra on the Nintendo before I played the arcade version. And I was like, wow, the arcade version sucks compared to the Nintendo version. That's why I always yeah, felt that way. They, and, until I started really playing it, I'm like, okay. How, how certain ports are like that, where it's like, you know, for a system that's way underpowered compared to the the original game system, it's interesting how sometimes those ports, you know, like especially Konami games, they would they would add uh, different features to the home version, uh, yeah. different bosses and things that really made it stand out. I think uh, what's interesting Absolutely. about Mercs <laughs> um, is kind of. And maybe not so interesting, it, it's that, okay, so you remember, like, Commando uh, w was kind of the template for all these future overhead shoot-em-up games and really influenced the run-and-gun genre. Um, and your guy wore a helmet, and he, and he looked like a, your <laughs> typical soldier. And now, um, this main character is, you know, just like this buff, blonde-haired dude who looks like he could be ripped straight out of a Contra game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know doesn't wear a shirt uh, wears blue pants because that's I think we call those blue jeans but uh, <laughs> I, I think blue, blue pants. in this game they don't quite look like blue jeans They're, but I I think in the arcade game it was like one would wear blue pants one would wear pink and you know so on but, you know, definitely not the best jungle attire, I would say. But yeah. What, what I, do I, I know? <laughs> I wrote down a kind of a funny note. Uh, when I was playing the original mode, and you're, uh, when you hit start, and you actually see the guy's name, which I think is hilarious, all the characters you pick up in the original mode um, are named after the gun they hold. So and then kind of go back to the original mode. So there's two modes, arcade mode, original mode. Arcade mode is exactly what it says. It's the part of the arcade game where you have... I think it's like three, three or four lives, and that's all you got. No continues. The original mode, you have one life, um, and then you pick up uh, kind of like a currency, which is these little medallions, and then you go into these tents, into the stages, and you, uh, when you go into the tent, you meet a guy that will join your group, and then you can also buy power-ups and health and stuff. Uh, Anyways, one correction, I will say, in the arcade game, I think you get three continues. Three continues, okay. I said three or four, so I was somewhere there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought you but, said no continues, I'm sorry. Oh, it continues? I, I meant lives. I think they just came up as lives, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, you're right. Yeah. They are just lives. Yeah, something. It's one life, three continues, whatever it is. But uh, the, the note I wrote down, um, and I, I just got kicked out of this, and I only did this for the first guy you have who's in the blue jeans. Uh, his name's Rifle. If you look at his picture that comes up when you're in the 10 or you hit start, he looks like James Vanderbeek. <laughs> and then uh, the next guy you get who's titled Burner, he's got like red pants and stuff. He looks like a ripoff of Duke Nukem. So I just think it's funny your your dynamic duo you have there is uh, James Vanderbeek and Duke Nukem. It's quite a duo that you have there. <laughs> Which, yeah, it kind of makes me wonder, like, are these supposed to be just, like, American dudes? What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, this I don't is definitely know. The, the projection of 80s action heroes of the, yeah, of the 80s. Yeah, yeah. And, and apparently there's five slots for five characters in the original mode. I've always, always only... But 
I was only able to unlock three. I got rifle, burner, and I got launcher. Yeah. Ooh, I got launcher. Has a missile launcher. I'm. Th I think the furthest I got in virtual mode because it gets really hard. Oh yeah. And uh, is level four, but it, it's all about uh, conservation in this game. Conservation of resources. Like you really yeah. want to see. Uh, you know, of course, you want to collect all the medallions, and there's no way to. Once you've gone up on the screen, you can't go back. So you have to make sure you capture everything. That sometimes you can go. Le yeah, so sometimes you can go left or right. You can go left yeah, or right, right, but you can't go, can't go back. back down. And sometimes, it's, honestly, it's just better to skip enemies. <laughs> like <laughs> exactly. Tanks and things. Especially those, especially those mid-level tanks. Oh, Might as well just geez. keep walking. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm the, I'm the same. I think I only made it to level four on the uh, original mode. I did make it to level. Mission five on arcade mode, but it was on easy. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I could only make it to mission four on normal arcade. I didn't even try hard. I didn't want to put myself through that torture. But um, I, I yeah, I did write the note down as well. You mentioned earlier, uh, original mode gives you the power up to have faster shoes. As I wrote down, so um, I did not see those in the arcade mode at all. Yeah, arcade mode. I think the difference there is uh, well, the storyline's a little better thought out and. Uh, <laughs> if you can call it one, it's basically the president has been kidnapped by ninjas. Oh, wait, that's bad, dudes. The president has been kidnapped by terrorists. <laughs> and only two nameless mercenaries, or one, in this case, can go save them. For some reason, they, they can't, you know, apparently the U.S. can't use their own military. They have to pay for it, uh, <laughs> contract it out to someone to go save the president. Which they never explain, like, how he got kidnapped but uh that's another story i guess wasn't there like a helicopter flying over the, the white house I'm like <laughs> I, I just picture like uh the little uh, ladder coming down like an urban or a desert strike <laughs> yeah i could see that <laughs> uh, with all the political craziness going on i bet people probably wish ninjas or someone would take her <laughs> i should probably edit that out <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say my view, I just said most people would probably wish that. But uh, anyways, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I thought that was pretty cool how the game had the arcade port, and it also had the original mode, which most arcade ports don't do things like that. Um, I was very impressed by that. I, it definitely gave, because um, I, I played nothing but the arcade mode for like three or four days straight when I was, when I was uh, prepping for this game. And once I hit a spot where I'm like, I can't get past the fifth uh, mission, I started playing the original mode, and I was like, wow, this is this adds a whole new depth to this game. because, And something I learned uh, yesterday that I didn't know when I made it to the third mission, I believe, um, one of the tents actually had like a water bottle, and you could actually revive uh, your guys on your team, or and one guy on your team. so much. Oh. That's why you should save your... Don't buy stuff unless you're going to buy something that's going to revive a guy, because... Yeah. Most of those items, unless you're trying to like uh, build up your your uh, power meter or whatever, um, I don't recommend most of the other upgrades because you can find health all over the place. What you can't do is find something that'll revive your guy um, right off the bat. So yeah, absolutely, I agree. And I, I made that mistake until I played it for like the sixth time because <laughs> most of the stuff you're right you, you pick up during your uh, during your walkthrough anyways when you blow up the uh, crates so you'll find uh, you know power-ups for your guns or you'll find extra oh they had some crazy name for that uh, secondary weapon that blew everything up I don't know mega, what it was. I think mega I had, flare mega something mega, mega something. buster well, 
Well, I, yeah, I, I knew. Uh, I watched the uh, classic game room review on this, which I love. Yeah, I, I love anything that those guys do. <laughs> and he he knew it right off the bat. So he also had a lot of good things to say about that 16-bit uh, saleswoman that was in those tents. <laughs> he was like all Google wide over her 16-bit oh, hot yeah, girl. Oh yeah, hilarious. Like, oh come on, dude. <laughs> no, I like him. Love that. Love that YouTube channel. But uh, yeah, I mean, I had a blast playing uh, through the original mode. I kind of. The more I played that, the more I wanted to get back to that over the arcade mode. I don't know if that's kind of what you That's the experience I had. Arcade mode is, is fun, but it's definitely one you can tell. Um, they made original mode to make up for the fact that you only get <laughs> one no player, player to play as. Because <laughs> yeah. arcade mode definitely lends itself better to a two or three player experience. Just because there's a lot of chaos going on on the screen. Um, and you know, like the cool parts where you're jumping into... To jeeps and stuff, and uh, mowing down enemies. Like I always love that in these games, like Heavy Barrel and Guerrilla War. Um, and this is no exception. I, I would say like Capcom is good on the execution, um, but it's just they really didn't do a lot to make this stand out. I would say having the the screen clearing um, bombs definitely helps yeah. because you're going to be wanting to conserve those as much as possible for the boss fights and then every once in a while like when you're just pinned down by enemies and you know the fact that you don't have twin sticks um, <laughs> means that you're maneuvering around a lot so absolutely yeah yeah and I, I tend to when I would play I, I tend to kind of just shoot the gun like either straight up or like diagonal left or diagonal right. When I would shoot backwards, it was like for a very brief moment just to kill the guy behind me. But I was it, just like when I play Contra or any other shoot 'em up, I'm I'm constantly spamming the uh, action button over and over again. And then uh, when you get like the uh, flamethrower, like even when you play Burner, um, it kind of picture. This was always my favorite way to play Gunstar Heroes was to have that f the constant stream of flame. Just like waving it everywhere, and it's only good if stuff's ahead in front of you. Yeah. I really struggled. I really struggled with that weapon if anything was behind me at all, because I would I would tend to kind of spin around, and you're you're immediately getting hit with something else in front of you. So that to me was like the worst weapon to get on this game, in my opinion. Um, I definitely wanted to get that spreader gun as much as I could, but you can only upgrade that when you're in arcade mode, I believe, because you know with with your name being rifle <laughs> or your name being yeah uh, rifle you can upgrade it enough to where it shoots it's a almost like yeah. of it but it does kind of like a spreader out. gun it's a little bit like the spreader gun but um man you definitely notice how much cooler the weapons get as you upgrade i will say uh yeah and i'm i'm playing through it right now i'm on mission three and like my guy is just like He's, he's full speed and his rifle, <laughs> I think he gets up to like uh, two, four, six, eight. You get ten slots. He's up to eight slots on his rifle. And uh, I'm just mowing dudes down. It's, it's kind of a blast <laughs> right now. I wonder what the uh, other two guys' names are. I didn't uh, didn't look those up. Oh. Because you got ri rifle, burner, and launcher. probably have the spreader. Spreader, yeah. And then tank. Tank. <laughs> just get one big tank. <laughs> which I, I I gotta make this comment. Um, every vehicle I drove, which I drove three, there was like a jeep, a uh, like a speedboat, and an actual tank. 
So the Jeep and the speedboat have what you would consider in the gaming world tank controls, right? Like so picture Resident Evil, you kind of turn it around and then you hit forward or that direction to walk that way. Uh, the only uh, vehicle that I drove that didn't have tank controls was the tank. I just thought that was kind of ironic. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it was more like playing like a, uh, I'll think of Philios, you know, like a shoot 'em up game in the air where you can only control it left to right and up and down, but it stayed in the same position. You couldn't shoot left to right, you're just shooting straight. So it was like a kind of strafing all along the, which was kind of cool. Um, but the tank was so huge, you couldn't actually avoid any enemy fire that was coming at you. But I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, the only vehicle on this game so far that doesn't have tank controls is the tank. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was just something stupid I have right now. Well, another cool thing, you could definitely see some Capcom uh, influence in here. Like when you did light someone on fire with the uh, with the uh, flamethrower, it reminded me so much of like playing Street Fighter or Final Fight when someone caught on fire. Like that same kind of getting burnt to death <laughs> animation I was like yep that's Capcom <laughs> oh yeah oh and hey I just picked up a guy named Laser I hadn't made it this far yet Laser sounds like I'm American Gladiators live updates yeah Laser <laughs> and then next one's Thunder and Gemini Thunder and <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna upgrade my uh, I wanna see what Max Rifle looks like see you guys this is called preparations you know Hey, the best time to, to play is when you're covering that's it. That's absolutely you got, like, right. That's always what I did. I unfortunately don't not doing that right now, but that's that's how I remember a lot. You start playing through, you're like, oh yeah, remember that time when you did this? But I took really good notes this time because this these are the kind of games that are. And I mentioned this on the YouTube video I did. Um, it's just so much fun to just turn this on, go mine them for a little while, and start shooting, blowing stuff up. That's what it's all about. I, I don't really care about this. I don't care too much about the story, even though you know it's kind of interesting. But I just skip through all that let's just spam the attack button let's go kill a bunch of stuff absolutely and what makes the laser so great is that it's sometimes you need a shot like the fire is useless on bosses because they're usually like I don't know depending on the yeah. boss you want to get away from the <laughs> their fire as much as possible and getting up close and personal to them is not always a great idea <laughs> but um, I like laser because it Fires all the way across the screen. Has full range. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I had zero luck with the flamethrower trying to yeah, beat bosses. Uh, maybe Unless if, it was uh, if, if you're able to get it full range, you know, if you level up the uh, weapon enough. And I think that's the original version of this game is what really makes it stand out more than anything. Yeah, but Mission 2's boss wasn't so bad. The I believe that was a tank that just kind of came directly down and go back up. That one you kind of stand off to the side and kind of use the flamethrower for, but like the the helicopter and some of the other bosses I had no luck with at all. The flamethrower. So I'd, on arcade mode, I would just get the spreader and I would avoid all other power-ups. Pretty much like I do in Contra. That's exactly what I do in Contra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's sad. I play Contra so much. I can tell you where every spreader is going to be, which levels have a spreader and which don't. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I just <laughs> played that way too much. But didn't play this one as much as that, but I could have, if I owned this game, if, if I grew up with the Genesis like I did the Nintendo uh, at an early age, I would have played the junk out of this game. Because so, I just love these kind of games. It's just easy to turn on, play for a few minutes, put down. Yeah, I, and as a kid, uh, maybe it's just because I was too young, but I don't even remember original mode, so... 
it was a, a nice thing, but it's the game does not really <laughs> do a good job explaining it. You, you really have to look at the manual um, and, until you play it for a little while to understand, okay, what's what's the big difference here, you know? <laughs> what's the big idea? Absolutely. Um, you know, as far as some of the graphics that we mentioned, it's a if you haven't played this game, your your character looks pretty small on the screen, but there's that's a good thing. If you think back on Guerrilla War and Commando, you kind of need that bird's eye view to see everything coming at you. So, to to me, I thought it did a pretty good job with the graphics. I thought um, you know the animations were fine. Uh, it was pretty much one of those faceless heads on a, on a character, <laughs> if you can imagine. But um, you, you could see um, you know his clothes and. And the gun sticking out and everything, and um, it, it it looked a lot like a guy from Contra, and um, but I think all the uh, landscapes, all the uh, big bosses, and the tanks and all the vehicles looked very detailed, a lot of shading and things like that. So I thought they did a pretty good job with the graphics. Nothing, nothing mind nothing blowing or shattering, but yeah, it, I can't call it. Everything is bright, I would say, especially yeah. bright for a Sega Genesis game, but uh, no- nothing. Um, it just looks like you're kind of fighting through a generic nameless country. Yeah. Pretty much. That's okay. Though I think then there was you... a name to the country of the uh, the people you're fighting against, isn't there? If there is, Korean? I don't, I don't, I don't remember down. exactly what it was called. It was something like that, though. It started with a, a Q. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. Let's <laughs> say that. Absolutely. And there was some good variety in the stages of, you know, going through, you know, a forest where you gotta blow up trees or, you know, walking through water. Um, I thought that boat was kind of pointless at times when you were in the water. Those missiles, like underground torpedo type things, were uh, kind of worthless in my opinion. Kind of had to shoot from a distance and they kind of delayed. So I would rather just get out of the boat and start blowing stuff up yeah, with my that gun. Yeah, boat was just like, get me through this section already. This is not, <laughs> not helping me at all. Not at all. But uh, the Jeep was awesome. I, I mowed through the town in the Jeep pretty well. I kind of like that the... every time you go into a tent, there's new items to find. But oh, yeah. I would say don't waste your money doing the tips thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look that up online if be... you really have to. It's not helpful. Well, I, I bought one just because I had to. I wanted to see what it said. I think the tip I got was uh, there may be explosive in the crates or something like that. Yeah, I was like, that's of course, great. That's that's usually where I die. I'll accidentally blow up one of those and walk right into it, and boom! Oh crap, just lost a guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think this game, um, graphics were good, animations were fine, no problem there. Uh, we did mention the sound a little bit. Uh, we talked about the music some, so I don't I don't want to go too in-depth with that, but as far as sound effects go, I thought they were uh, done very well. Definitely explosions sounded good. There were some definite Capcom uh, influence sound effects in there. A lot, some of the options you would pick from in the main menus kind of reminded me of like Saturday Night Slam Masters. There's some option selections you could hear there of the sound effects, and even when you picked up some items, you could kind of reminisce and hear some things from Street Fighter and Final Fight and other Capcom greats. So that there's definitely that sense of hey, this is definitely a Capcom game. Oh yeah, yeah, it definitely has a Capcom feel to it, and. There's really not too much to say about it. I have seen the well, the arcade game all the way through. It really only has what six stages. It's not a long game. If you're dying, it takes about an hour. If you're not dying, it probably takes about 20, 30 minutes to blow through it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
that's the thing. That's what makes it playable for the future because it is so stinking hard that you're you're going. It's going to take you a while unless you're just a genius at games to get to that level. Because I've been playing it for about three weeks now. About I, I bet I've put about 30, 40, 30 to forty minutes into it each day. And I still haven't got past this in the first few missions. Yeah. Like mission four or mission five or as far as I got. What I will say helps is to just... Oh my goodness. Um, I'm playing mission five. Just take one of your guys and upgrade his speed as much <laughs> as possible. As early as possible. And then spend all your medallions just uh, upgrading his attack power. And it helps. It really does. I will. I one thing I did notice though was that uh, there there's not a lot of slowdown, but there is a little bit. Uh, if if too many enemies get on the screen, it's not super noticeable, but it, it's happened to me uh, once before. So, <laughs> so watch out for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and it's sad because those areas where I did keep getting blown up by the, the TNT or the bombs inside the crates, I've done it, like, multiple times. Like, why do I keep running into that <laughs> same spot, too? What an idiot. I'm calling myself an idiot when I do it, too. But, uh, yeah, definitely a cool game. Um, was there anything else about the music you wanted to add to? I didn't really have uh, any I, big So big I did, notes. like, the ending music was very jazzy and, and cool. Uh, it's... The music isn't super remarkable. Um, it's not stuff that you're going to hum in your head, but it's not like Last Battle where it feels like they didn't even try. Um, I'd say it's decent. It's serviceable. It, it's a, a bit better than the average Sega Genesis game. But, you know, if it's Capcom, you expect... If it's like Capcom or Konami, you expect the best. Oh, yeah. And I would say this is just... If we were just judging just the music, I would say it's just good. Just good. And I would Not say part of it is maybe <laughs> some of the, uh, you know, I think Sega really tried to use the patches that sound similar to the arcade game, but uh, I think even the the sounds that they the sound patches they used for like the guitars and things could have been slightly better even still uh, to make yeah. it stand out better. But you know, this is 1991. What, what, what can you really say? True, um, very true. I'm just happy that Capcom, you know, Capcom let Sega have it. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I. Uh, what's funny is I've been playing and I've already thought of like two uh, retrofitted achievements, <laughs> like as I'm playing here. <laughs> Do you need some more time to play, or is that a good segue? It might be a good segue. <laughs> segue? What? Retrofitted achievements. The Channel 6 Gems, Retro Colored Achievements. Well, I've only got three, and I've kind of already ended on these three, which I, I just couldn't I couldn't wait to talk about them, I guess. So. You said you already had a couple? Yeah, I've, I've got a couple. Okay. Uh, my, my, fir my first one, is uh, I just titled it, uh, What Tank Controls? And that's uh, get in the tank and realize it's not tank controls. Um, my first one is uh, Bring Me Back to Life, like the Evanescence song. <laughs> Save me. Yeah. Uh, wake me up. Wake me up inside. <laughs> uh, and, and that's buying the uh, water bottle power-up that uh, brings back <laughs> your fallen comrades to life. So that's my first. 
Sweet, man. So, I, every time I think of that song now, there's this really, really bad YouTube video of these. Uh, it's like this married couple, and I don't know if they're meaning to do this or it's just uh, so <laughs> who they are, but uh, they're really, really bad at karaoke, and they sing that song, and they really, really get into it. It's, oh, I think yeah. it went viral. They're like these uh, kind of, I don't, I don't want to say to be politically correct here i won't say anything but uh, they're just uh they're just uh, a, a married couple who really like to sing karaoke and aren't very good at it so, so. i'll you later aaron i'll send that to you later so you have a chance to check it out uh but my next one is called uh, dawson's creek and th this is making it through any water uh areas using rifle because he looks like james vanderbeek <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> Uh, so my second one is um, Popeye the Sailor Man, which is, uh, there, there's this one particular level, I think it's like level three of the original mode, where for some reason you blow up three crates and uh, there's like three cans of spinach, like all in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> just, uh, you know, eat, eat, eat some spinach. I just love how there's this, man, they, they're eating really well out in the jungle here because they've got like full, they got the full spread. They got turkeys and hams and... Uh, yeah, leg of lamb, just whatever you want, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. And you got a health pack. <laughs> That's right. Ran random health pack. <laughs> oh, my last one is, uh, in my best Duke Nukem voice, Come get some! And this is uh, winning a mission with Burner, because he looks like Duke Nukem. Yeah. He does kind of look like Duke Nukem with those, uh, <laughs> those glasses. And then uh, yep. what Laser kind of looks like Guile. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, because... Uh, <laughs> You know, he's got one of those mohawks, and then his uh, the side of his head shaved. It's pretty. <laughs> always wanted to, like, get, like, a picture of Guile beside Paul Phoenix from Street Fighter. That was always, whenever I played Tekken cross Street Fighter or whatever that was, Street Fighter cross Tekken, my, my, my duo was always Guile and Paul Phoenix because they had the cool, tall hair. Cool, tall, blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. I think that was my. Uh, oh no! You know, I had one more achievement, but I'll let you go. I think you had one also. Nah, that's that's all I got. I had three. So, uh, mine comes from Napoleon Dynamite, where Napoleon's brothers like <laughs> I'm chatting with babes, and uh, <laughs> that's when you enter the tent to uh, talk to the the pretty lady to buy some items. <laughs> I love Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Were you like me when I first watched that movie? Just thought it was so I was, dumb. Oh, I was in college and everyone was talking about it. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go watch this. Yeah. And I watched it one time and I thought that wasn't even funny. And then I watched it again and it was like the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and it's like you're trying to understand like why, why is this suddenly <laughs> funny? What, what changed? <laughs> like the first line of the movie, the little kids like on the bus, like, what are you gonna do today, Napoleon? He's like, whatever I wanna do. Gosh. Yeah. And I laughed. Second time. So, all right, Napoleon Dynamite. That'd be kind of a cool name for a shoot 'em up game. Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's ask the big question about Mercs. Is Mercs a gym? Is this game of Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? Well, as far as critical reception goes, Moby Games, MobyGames.com, the Moby rank for this in the critic score area. Gave this a 75 out of 100, which I thought was pretty good. Um, that's, you know, that's a, what, a C, C minus or something like that, I think she'd say. <laughs> yeah. Um, a notable review I wanted to read here from uh, GamePro. GamePro actually reviewed this back in 1991. Uh, 
they gave it an 80 out of 100 and it says uh, Mercs won't go down as the biggest and baddest blow em up adventure of them all though it's good to, it's good to the last annihilation for sure for many gamers it'll be tough to deal the final satisfying death blow because you get limited continues in arcade mode and none at all in original mode if that doesn't phase you however your orders are to lock and load Mercs and save the prez so that's pretty cool um, and listener feedback if my link works here I've been getting real organized with my notes see if it works click the link there it is i love it so we do post uh, all of our games that we'll be covering on the genesis gems facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash genesis gems we ask everyone do you think it's a gem if it's good if it's garbage and then we'd like to read these on the uh, podcast so i'm gonna go through the list here our first comment comes from alfredo figura it says jim uh ross beck says hidden jim uh chris vanderhoff just comes on here and says contra and then he responds. <laughs> he responds to himself and says, "And I never played it." <laughs> uh, Stephen Michael posts a gif of a gym. So, I guess he thinks it's a gym. Uh, Marlon Papuche is that how I said it? <laughs> I always slaughter yeah, that Marlon name. Yeah, Marlon Papuche. Papuche. Uh, says Jim, great game. Uh, Matt Daly says Jim. I love that it adds up. It adds to the arcade game with extra levels and items to pick up. Uh, Andrew Coed says, I have not played this, but I believe I heard you say it was a sequel to Commando from the Cough Cough NES, <laughs> which was a lot of fun. It looked like it from the Google images I looked at. I will predict good, but not a gem. And then he says, just read more comments. Sounds like the wind is blowing towards Jim, and I think Commando was an arcade game as well, not just a game from that lesser system. Maybe I'll have to check this out. Uh, Jared Adams says, exemplary gem of a game. I owned this when I was a kid and would play it every day. I remember daydreaming and drawing things from this game. Uh, Anthony Pig says, Jim. Christopher Kellogg says, 100% Jim. I can't wait to hear this episode. And then he says in another comment, this reminds me of Akari Warriors or Guerrilla War. I loved this game back in the day. My friend owned this and we played it nonstop all day long. Uh, Dan Tolan says, unfortunately, I had played other ports of this game with the multiplayer intact. Unfortunately, without the best part of the game, it falls way short and I can only consider it good. Trevor Franklin from Retro Bliss Podcast, I'll give him his own shout out here, uh, says this is this one is still on my list to play, but based on the box art, I think it's an obvious 24-hour gym membership. Look at those biceps. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really talk uh, about the, the cover art at all. No, we didn't. No, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. So you got, I believe, Rifle on the front who has some kind of an ear set. He's looking huge. Looks like he has a pair of blue camo pants or something. Huge biceps, like uh, um, Trevor just said. And you got uh, the red guy in the background who I'm assuming is Burner. Lots of helicopters and airplanes shooting at him. It looks pretty much like a Rambo type thing here. <laughs> so, and the, and the the logo for Mercs is really cool. It's kind of like a big white bubble letter with uh, almost like steel plate uh, kind of accents on it. A little bit of a green outline, so it looks real cool. It's got the old Genesis black box art with the grid on it, so real cool artwork. I would give it a gem for the artwork. Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> I think it sells the game pretty well. Uh, you know, obviously, <laughs> if it was two player, you'd have two people on the cover, but you know, it's not what happened, sadly. But that's just <laughs> that's just how it goes, I guess. That's right. Uh, continue with the comments here. We got a few more. Uh, Benjamin Murphy says, Commando, all decked out with eight extra bits. And then he says, Short for Mercenaries. Uh, Brody Pedal, which, uh, big shout out to Brody. He is a newer uh, patron on our Patreon. I don't, I don't know if I've given him a shout out yet, so big shout out to Brody. 
Uh, so it's definitely a gem. Nothing more satisfying than using that screen clearing explosion special move. He's right. That is a good feeling. <laughs> and, and one thing I noticed too that we didn't talk about was in original mode, you can actually pick up uh, body armor and a gas mask, which uh, some of these enemies use chemical weapons on you. And uh, you get like acid spray and yeah, gas. Yeah, yeah. So it definitely helps. I'm on mission seven and it's just insanity. Like, I don't know how I'm still alive. Because, uh, yeah, they, they are really doing a number on me. I'm like, I'm barely clinging on to life. I'm no, I know I'm not going to beat this boss either because once you get to these upper stages, uh, the bosses are just like, you have to spam your, uh, <laughs> your bombs. It's like, yeah. good luck. Yeah, I, I always tried to save the bombs as much as I could, so for sure. Oh, uh, let's see. Jim Jones says, one of the games I own complete in box. Jim, for sure. Uh, Adam Miller says, I've never even played it. Is it a Contra S game? I could Google it. But it's I'm, a Commando S game. A Commando S <laughs> game. Contra yeah. was only a, I mean, Contra took off after the Commando games. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, if you've ever played, I guess, uh, if you want to say in terms of Contra, there's always a Contra Legacy of War which was uh, a yeah. top down or there's uh, the overhead <laughs> stuff in Super C Ugh. which is probably not I, the, the best part of that game I hated those I love Super C I hated those missions but, it uh, seemed like you you walked a little too slow but yeah and I, I, I like the behind the back uh, base shooters on the first one a lot better yeah that's just me um, I, d I did like hear Adam mentioned that uh, he's like, I guess I could Google it, but uh, I'm sure a Mercs fan would be able to do it better justice. And then Jared Adams said, you could say Contra-esque, but it's more similar to Akari Warriors. Which uh, then, uh, was a response to Commando. Exactly. Don't play Akari Warriors too, though. No. <laughs> uh, Giles Lee Brown says, it's one, of the, it's one of those that you traded for a cool spot and instantly regretted it. <laughs> Man, That's I remember funny. doing that. I forgot what I <laughs> traded. I traded something, and then uh, I forgot what games I traded. But I ended up with Space Harrier 2. I don't know. It's just good. Yeah, good. it's not a bad game. Yeah. And then uh, Timmy Mac will end it up here and say, Jim, classic shoot 'em up So I honestly was a little shocked of all the feedback we had on this. Um, was more shocked that everyone thought it was a gem as much as they did. Um but after playing it more and more, I realize how much I love this game. I'm going to say love because um, I'm definitely going to say this game's a gem. Um, I think what's holding it back from being a top-tier gem, I think when we get to our ranking, this will be kind of more down at the bottom of the gem, is the two-player. Yeah, uh, lack I think of what two kind or three-player. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what made it go from good to gem, though, was the original mode. Really liking that. I love the survival aspect of it, like we mentioned, uh, with being strategic on what power-ups you buy from the... Uh, from the tents, you know, making sure you get all the medallions, um, not just blowing through the level to get to the boss. You actually have to put a little bit of thought into it, which I thought was cool. Uh, but then you also got the arcade mode, which you don't have to put any thought into. You just go and blow crap up, which I love the <laughs> diversity. Who would have thought a shoot 'em up would have a little bit of diversity like that? So I'm definitely calling this game a gem. I think once we get to the ranking, we'll see where it falls. But uh, that's definitely my take on that. How about you, Aaron? Uh, yeah, I I'm kind of of the same opinion you are. Sorry to disappoint anyone wanting me to like diverge <laughs> opinion-wise, but yeah, um, if this only had the arcade mode, I would probably say, yeah, this is just good. 
Um, it's decent, but there's really no super duper frills to it. Uh, but I think original mode puts it over the top, especially once you get going into it um, and you level up your guys, uh, you know, level up their rifle and uh, or you know, level up whatever weapon guy you have and and speed them up. And they and they have different speeds too, depending on what weapon they have. Like uh, your rifle guy yeah. has four. Uh, your launcher only has two, and the rest have, um, I think, burner has three, and laser has four. So, yeah, I I still haven't unlocked the final. I guess it's the spreader. Um, I don't know if he's like hidden away or what. I'm on stage seven. Maybe he's on stage seven. I don't know. But uh, all in all, I think this game is a gem, um, especially with the inclusion of original mode. Uh, I still wish there was a two-player mode. I think that would have put it. Like you said, uh, in the upper uh, echelon there. <laughs> Absolutely. So we can definitely lay the gavel down here and call Mercs for the Sega Genesis a gym. And uh, I just pulled up the ranking sheet. And like I mentioned, I was kind of, my first initial thought was to look at the lower tier gyms, uh, as we could say. So when you get to the very last gym, um, which would rank number 33 on our list, would be Kid Chameleon, and then up from that, you have Kid Chameleon, Target Earth, Altered Beast, Beavis, and Butthead, and uh, Desert Strike Return to the Golf. Um, now, in my opinion, and Aaron, let's see what you think, I think this falls underneath Altered Beast, but right before Target Earth. I think it's a better shoot 'em up than Target Earth, but nostalgia gives me for Altered Beast. I do love that game, <laughs> and, I, and I, I know there's that that's with nostalgia glasses, because I played the junk out of that game when I had my Sega as a kid and now I can actually beat most of those levels without even dying love that game um, but again that, that is through nostalgia <laughs> a nostalgia set of sunglasses I, I, I put it right around that I might put it just one above Altered Beast because I think it has better replayability but I don't know maybe we're going to have to arm wrestle arm wrestle I definitely do not think it's better than Beavis and Butthead I think Beavis and Butthead is a better game than this <laughs> love Beavis and Butthead and then up from Beavis and Butthead's Desert Strike, and it's definitely not better than Desert Strike. So How are we going to you wanna settle this with some uh, paper rock scissors? Uh, you, that's what I do with my kids. That's, <laughs> that's a funny thing. You know what's funny? My, my daughter, <laughs> I, I was picking up the kids from their moms, and she looks at me, and she looks at you know uh, her mom's boyfriend, and she asks, Dad, who do you think would win in a fight? I'm like, oh, oh no, no, no. That's no, not no. a great question. It's <laughs> not a good question to ask right here. <laughs> I mean, I know the Sorry. answer, but I'm, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Have you seen these guns? <laughs> I know. Have you seen these guns? Uh, yeah, so we're going to do paper, rock, scissors live on the air here. Well, and, and before you go into that, i got to share one funny story. Uh, there's this UFC fighter. He's not real well known other than uh, at the weigh-ins. He always does something real hilarious <laughs> like uh, – he, he brought a guy flowers one time because you know at the weigh-ins they're trying to do the stare downs and act all tough yeah didn't one guy got, kiss he, another guy no. yeah that happened but he brought flowers but the best thing ever was he got up against this guy and the guy was you know had his fist above his uh, shoulders like really looking mean and uh, that guy walked his name Sean O'Connell he walked up there <laughs> he, he put his uh, hand down like he's playing rock paper scissors and he picked paper and he put uh, paper over top of the guy's fist and just raised his hands in the air like he just won the fight <laughs> the greatest thing I've ever seen because the guy was trying so hard not to smile because <laughs> he was trying to act all tough love it okay so yeah rock paper scissors how are we going to do this like one two three yeah and we'll and say, this is going to be like uh, Alex kid <laughs> okay okay uh, yeah so one two three and on go so 
One, two, okay. three, go. Paper. I got paper also. <laughs> One, <laughs> two, three, go. Okay. Rock. All right, I got paper again. <laughs> oh, you beat me. <laughs> so it's it's going to be... It's official. We funny. put it one above all three. <laughs> it is now the new number 31, as I type it in here. We have Mercs. It's a gym, and it's episode 60. So that means now Alter Beast is number 32, Targeter's 33, and then so on and so on. As I drag the Excel formula down, that means we have covered 57 games... <laughs> on 60 episodes of the Genesis Gems podcast. So cool. Fantastic. All right, let's update pivot tables, doing all this dorky Excel stuff that I do. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone cares, our ratio of gem good to garbage is now 60% gems we've covered, 30% good, and 10% garbage. So the garbage is starting to come up a little bit, like I wanted to this year. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we're going to yeah. have a landfill full of Sega games pretty soon. Yeah. To rival oh, yeah. Atari. Like ET and stuff. <laughs> oh wow! So, uh, yeah, our next game, guys. We had a we had a poll go up not too long ago. I took it down uh, right when I thought Aaron and I were going to record, but we ended up not recording the other day. Uh, it was between Aladdin, uh, Decap Attack, and crap. What was the third game? You can tell it's not going to be the third game, so I can't remember what it was. Anyways, <laughs> Aladdin and Decap Attack. We're kind of going back and forth for what we're going to play next. But uh, Aladdin took the uh, the crown, so our next game, guys, will be Aladdin. Uh, pretty excited about that. That's a very popular game. I think we'll have a lot of interaction on that one. I'm definitely going to do the whole what's better, Super Nintendo or Genesis talk, so that'll be a fun, fun conversation because there's a lot of different opinions on that, and uh, I'm going to play both. I'm going to talk about both myself. I uh, figure you will too, Aaron, because... Yeah. Uh, that, that's it's such a weird heated topic for people. I, I don't I don't quite get it, but uh, I'll, I will definitely be giving my two cents. Cause you can try and play the yeah. NES and Master <laughs> System games also if you want. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know the Super Nintendo version was a Capcom game, and then the uh, Sega Genesis I think was made by Virgin. If I'm not if I'm remembering correctly. So uh, definitely some different uh, developers. Developers, and I, that's what I love so much about that era that you could have two systems with the two games that are the same but different uh, development cycles different development ways and they were completely different even though they're named the same they're different games completely so cool deal we'll definitely be covering that uh, be sure to check us out on the web com. all of our links are there support patreon guys it's one dollar a month gets you some great episodes if i might say so myself um some of the guys who have donated a lot a month are getting some really cool prizes um got some cool news about those prizes later on hopefully we can announce that next episode um working on a s- online store uh that where you can actually buy that stuff i'm just trying to get good prices right now because if i don't buy those in bulk i have to charge a little bit more so you guys may be seeing some good grief why are we paying 80 dollars for a pen i promise a pen won't be 80 dollars, but <laughs> i just want to make sure you guys understand why some of those prices might be the way they are but uh yeah stay tuned for that and what else we got going on patreon we said that uh, any, the new YouTube videos, uh, make sure you check out the show notes. I'll have the YouTube link there. Uh, make sure you guys check out Aaron's new stuff at the band camp uh, for the Chiptunes win and for everything else he's doing. That new track Lydia he did is fantastic. Uh, has that cool piano intro and just there's just some cool sounds on it. Love it. So you guys need to go check that out. I'm, I've actually got it memorized in my head now that I had said that piano intro. I'm already humming it. So good stuff. It's that good, guys. And I'm not just saying that because Aaron's my buddy. It is that good. So make sure you all go check that out. Appreciate it. Yeah. 
And uh, I'll be covering something uh, <laughs> Sega-related here pretty soon on, on uh, Geek Feed Radio. We're, we're actually interviewing uh, my buddy David from Cat School Productions, who's producing the, the YM 2017 um, Sega album cartridge. So by the time this <laughs> episode's out, that might already be out, because <laughs> we're doing it tomorrow. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, guys, with that, episode 60 is in the books. Very excited to get closer to 100. That's kind of neat. Um, when we started this whole thing, I didn't know how far we'd get, and we're just trucking along, so we definitely appreciate it. Aaron, I appreciate you, again, since coming on full-time. You've been very reliable, and I appreciate that, and been a good friend of mine, so I'm going to get all sappy again and say thank you for that, sir. Thank you for <laughs> being a gentleman. Dun, 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 dun. And I think uh, I've been talking a little bit with Rob Luther. We may be seeing an appearance from him sometime in the next few months or so he may be coming on for a show here or there uh so and i've been talking with landon too his work schedule has been crazy guys so uh definitely have this we always invite those guys so um definitely want to make sure they know they're a part of the gyms and can come on anytime they want to so yeah so landon and rob as uh, josh wood as well he's invited to everything and i know josh has been uh finding a little bit of a dizzy spell here lately so uh want guys to be thinking about josh uh, if you're a religious type too you know prayers to josh and if not just uh put some good thoughts towards josh as well we uh, we love that guy and hope he does well i hope he feels starts feeling a lot better so anyways guys with that we are the genesis Just podcast and we will catch you all later later guys like to give a big thank you to the following patrons chris vanderhoff jared adams daniel tolan andrew coed stephen govditch brody Peddle, otto gregerson rob luther jim jones jim matt daly brett hill 
Ross Beck, Alex, Bastian Nocera, Alex Ray, Jason Wilson, Bradley Smith, Alan Tracy, Trevor Franklin, Andy Layton, John Grayson, Joshua Witt, Landon Long, and Michael. Thank you for being a gem. <laughs>